Are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. And how are you, lovey? Oh, I'm doing so good. The sun is shining. I'm starting to get the like summer itch to be outside running around in a bikini. How about you? Totally. I'm feeling all of those feels. I was actually walking through my house totally naked this morning and I was like, hmm. I know we live in the country, but sometimes people do roll up and I'm just like doing my thing, but it just felt so good to be out and free and doing, doing life. So Mm. I do have clothes on now. So unfortunately guys, unfortunately, (laughs) we have a special guest today and we are so excited to welcome Katarina and I cannot pronounce your last name. I have heard it and I want you to say it because it just sounds so pretty when you say it. Um, so welcome Katarina. Um, you can introduce yourself, including your last name, just so I can hear it. Of course. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. My name is Katerina Burianova, and I am originally from the Czech Republic. So that is where my last name comes from. But now I am living in Southern California. And I know before we jumped on the podcast, we kind of talked, I talked with you ladies about how you're in tank tops in Canada. And I am in a sweater in Southern California, Orange County, California. So I am not feeling the summer vibes um, today, but it is inspiring to see you guys in in summer attire because I know it's just around the corner. Awesome. Uh, And so is it flip flop for you guys? Is it winter there right now? No, this winter has just been a little different for us. We've had a really wet, cold winter. We usually don't have this much rain, which is good. Um, it just it does mean that everything's probably going to burn this fall. But um, so, but we've just had a weird, colder winter. And then we have a thing called June gloom, um, which in June, in parts of the coastal town, because I'm right actually on the coast, we get some like marine layer, marine fog. So sometimes we don't see the sun for a few days, which I know everyone thinks it's very sunny here all the time, but it's not always the case on the coast. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause yeah, I did not know. I have learned a little fun. Fact. So I was doing some funny, not funny. I was doing some things before the podcast and I was like, I'm going to ask the girls, what were you doing right before we started podcasting? Oh, boy. Hilarious oh. Things. I know. I know what Ange has been doing. I can almost guarantee. I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> but I would like to know. For all our listeners. Oh, I love this question when you've never asked this, but um, okay. Okay. So I have this pair of leggings that we cut a hole in to have sex in. So I had my blue leggings on. We actually filmed and made a couple like hot porn videos of it. And then uh, my partner left. And so I was squirting, exploding all over our bed in the leggings that have the hole cut out of them. And uh, yeah, so uh <laughs> That, that's 
a great Saturday morning. Oh my gosh. I was doing laundry Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. He had a piece out to fix the lawnmower. I'm like, just put on these like, um, crotchless leggings. So yeah. So I was, uh, squirting, making more laundry for my Saturday. How about you, girl? I am so glad I asked that question because it just like filled my day with more sunshine, if that's even possible. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Ash, what were you doing, baby? Well, the reason that I thought of this question was because I was scrubbing toilets and I was pulling bread out of the oven naked and then hanging up clothes on the clothesline. And I was like, it's so funny to think that, you know, in 10 minutes, I'm going to be, you know, on a podcast. But right now I'm just like, doing of the do so i uh yeah but i love the i love the answer that you came up with we should not have started with you you should have ended that (laughs) (laughs) you were doing laundry laundry and cleaning and kind of prepping for exactly like you said like in 10 minutes i'm getting on a podcast so i was getting things squared away i was just saying bye to my husband he was going to go work on his truck he just got a 1957 chevy that he restored and so he's been working on that so we kind of just said I said you know don't forget I'm recording so quiet when you come in (laughs) and just yeah doing some laundry and kind of getting settled yeah oh man we gotta up our game Katarina I know (laughs) our afternoon needs to be like on point here and set the bar high so if you are listening (laughs) this is your invitation this is your encouragement this is your fucking push to uh totally Totally. you know what sidebar sidebar babe so Cassandra, we had on a few weeks ago, um, talking all about pleasure, talking about confidence, talking Mm -hmm. about sex. And she did an awesome video. Um, and this just kind of coincides with what I was talking about, but she was teaching people how to squirt. And Ashley, that's one of your goals for the year is squirting. So she was explaining, you know, how when you orgasm, you like tense up a little bit. She was like Mm -hmm. explaining in her little video about like, releasing and it's so funny because I was just kind of thinking about that like I don't know an hour ago which is funny because Andrew I was thinking of you girl but that was the tip I'm not sure if you saw that tip to to help I totally did wording game did you see that I totally saw it yeah and it was like normally I just kind of like move on but I was like Mm -hmm. oh I need to listen to this one full pull I need to and it's something that actually we were just talking about at my like Reiki mentorship class was like what we do when we orgasm is we typically like suck in our bellies, right? Like, <gasps> don't like see me fat. I'm like, no, we need to like push out the belly, like literally like push everything out. So I'm going to, I'm going to try that this afternoon. Now, now you all know. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're back. Like, I feel like it's like, well, you've given birth to three babies. I've given birth to two babies. It's kind of a little bit like, it is a little okay. bit like a push on the like pelvic floor. So mm-hmm. have you guys ever noticed like where certain orgasms are like in almost like different quadrants of the womb? Because I know I think actually on Rose Gold Goddess Sahar Rose did like a womb course and you can actually tap into like different elements in your womb space and how can have different element like different like levels of orgasm depending on like where you feel it in the womb. Cool. Mm. I, I have like, had different like, types of orgasms. I need mm-hmm. to pay attention to where they're showing up because hmm, I just yeah, what did you like, take from that, Katarina, when you were learning about that? And how have you been able to implement that information into your um, pleasure practice? So I definitely because I also study Vastu Shastra, which is kind of like a Vedic science similar to Ayurveda that has to do with elements. And um, so like water, earth, air, fire, ether. 
And so a lot of those practices, I was so excited to see that they could transform into the womb space. And so knowing that like certain different areas, if you feel like that deeper, I think, orgasm, you're connecting more to like the southern area of your home. And it's like that more grounding element like earth. And so I think like that's how I've kind of seen like whenever I orgasm like where is that showing up for me am I really tuning in to my body and am I listening to my body and it's that's been kind of really interesting but for me mostly um, when I do orgasm and this has only happened with my husband is I see a lot of color I don't know about you guys if you ever had those I know it's called something where like you experience color and I can't like describe it's like almost you're on like a psychedelic I've never taken psychedelics so I can't I mean I'm thinking that's probably what they're like but it's just this like wave of color that just like inhibits you so I don't know if you guys ever experienced that yes I totally have but that's I would say when I tap into like um so when I connect to like source or Mm -hmm. I like doing Reiki but not I don't know how to say not really but kind of where it's like I go back into that space that uh is what I do with my work. And I just do it when I'm actually like, yeah, orgasming or even just like during sex, right? So you can actually just like see those colors moving the way that sometimes you can during breath work or during um, during Reiki sessions. Sorry, my dog is just chewing on something. Oh, your cute little puppy. How is she doing? She's probably bigger than the last time we saw her on the podcast. Can I say hi on the podcast? Come here. Oh my goodness. This is Keith. Oh my gosh. She's getting so big, aren't you? She's getting her teeth in, though, so she wants to chew on everything and chewing on my Reiki table is just, it's not up for for grabs, so. (laughs) Mm. uh, I um, love that. I was going to say, in my red tent when I'm masturbating is the only time I think I've really been able to tap into into colors. But I think... I think maybe it's because maybe the environment's a little bit different. I don't know. I feel like my pleasure practice in like masturbation is a little bit more slow. I would say like a little bit more of a buildup and maybe a little bit more focused internally. Whereas I feel like during sex, I feel like I would have a little bit more external focus. Um, but I will definitely take a peek at that in the rose gold goddesses. Cause that sounds like really, yeah. Uh, Really interesting information, Katarina. So we're so pumped that we were able to cross paths in the Rose Gold Goddesses that you reached out to us. And here we are connecting with you, you beautiful soul. Now, doing research, you are an architect. So I'm like, how did she get into being an architect? What has she designed? I know that Ashley hired an architect to build their beautiful, incredible home. And so let's just start there. How did you get into architecture? Oh, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a great question. So architecture for me, it was about when I was about 10 or 11 years old, I actually decided I wanted to be an architect. I remember it was kind of during English class, there was a poem that we had to read and it was probably like a Jack Frost or something about an old man sitting in his cottage in the woods in the winter time, you know, one of those poems. And I remember thinking, this is so boring. Let me just draw his house and what he's living in. What does it look like? You know, what is his furniture? He's sitting by the fireplace. And I kind of just started sketching all of that. And I realized this is so fun. Like this is designing a home. And somehow I don't remember the exact time, but at that time, I did learn about, you know, what it is to be an architect. Um, growing up, I built fairy houses all the time. I actually lived in New, ha- New Hampshire on the East Coast, and we had this huge, you know, um, like forest behind our house. And I had fairy houses that I would you know, build. And so I was always kind of designing and creating. 
And from there, I just kind of always knew I wanted to be an architect. And after I graduated from high school here in California, I went to Illinois Tech in Chicago. So south side of Chicago, studied architecture there for five years, stayed two extra years, but the cold winters just got to be too much. So I ended up coming back to California and I've been working here um, in the coastal city of Laguna Beach for the past few years. And I most recently got licensed, which is a very, very rigorous process um, here in the United States where you have to take six exams, seven if you're in California. They are, if you're not familiar with the exams, it's like taking the bar seven times, essentially. Pass rates are about 50%. So it's really bad pass rates. Um, it's extremely hard, difficult. You have to do about, I think it was like 2,600 hours working under a licensed architect after your five years of school and then getting licensed. So for me, that journey ended back this last fall where I got my license. So I'm a licensed architect in the state of California. And I just most recently opened up my own architecture firm. I still work full time at the firm I'm at now, but now I've started to um, kind of build my own because it's been my dream to also have my own architecture firm. Wow, that is amazing. And so my family are all carpenters. Um, yes, we built we built our house here. So architecture does fascinate me. It interests me. But um, what really spoke to me was you call like on Instagram and your podcast mm -hmm. called The Honeycomb. Yes. Which I think is so fascinating when you think about architecture, right? Because you think about bees, they, mm -hmm. the sequence that they create, the honeycomb is actually, it's like a, it's sacred geometry. Mm -hmm. And the energy that bees give off is actually a healing energy. So mm -hmm. when they, one of the things that I just recently learned is depending on where you are. So if you have bees underneath you, um, mm -hmm. it's known to cure like ridiculous illnesses um, just by the vibration that they give off. So I think mm -hmm. it's very interesting that you've chosen the honeycomb as your like signature um, logo and your name. So I'm just wondering, is that a piece um, like a hidden little gem? That's why you chose that name or why the honeycomb it is it's the honeycomb shape actually kind of came up in my life and my husband's life um a lot really frequently and we just kept seeing the honeycomb shape we went to manchester in england which they have a lot of honeycomb shapes there were the worker bees and so this honeycomb shape even got a tattoo during that trip of a little bee and so like the bee has always kind of been in our lives and during covid I told him we should start a blog because I used to blog um, a few years ago about travel and architecture and design, and all sorts of things. I said, now that we have time and I can't study because exam centers were closed, I said, let's start a blog. And we're like, what should we call it? So we both were sketching our own things and we came back later that day together and both of us had sketched out some sort of honeycomb shape. And for some reason, like that honeycomb shape is we both feel like we're busy worker bees and we always come back home, though. And we tell each other what we learned that day, which is kind of what bees also do is, you know, they'll fly out, they'll then they'll come back and do a little dance and then tell their other bee friends, you know, this is where you can find, you know, the food and things like that. So we kind of saw it in that way. And then as you brought up, it is a sacred geometry and it's just, there's something about this shape and the fact that this shape exists in nature and it's made by these little creatures is just absolutely amazing. And so the name from the honeycomb ended up coming 
to be the name of the podcast because I feel like it's, I wanted to create like a, a home that everyone can kind of come to listen, learn. Cause I, you know, we talk about architecture on my podcast design. We have crystals. We talk about health. We talk about, I mean, I bring on guests and I'm always bringing on guests to further educate myself on things. And so that's kind of the environment I wanted to create, but um, so yeah, so that's kind of where it came from. I love it. I love the synchronicities of that. My husband is taking a B course, um, maybe even next weekend. Um, but he's he is a beekeeper as well. And so I think it's just neat to that little that little nuance there. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask, what was your experience working with an architect designing your home? Beautiful. I yeah. recommend it to literally every person who is designing. Um, we had originally started um, kind of just sketching things out and drawing things out. And we just had such a hard time kind of articulating it and making it come to life. And so when we connected with an architect, we just went in with a list. He's like, just give me a list of things that you want, like without any drawings. And I think we did maybe find something that we were kind of okay with. He came back with like things that were beyond our wildest dream. So I was like, oh, that's how you put all that together because we were like, we want a fireplace, but we want a deck and we want it open and we want it like there were lots of things we wanted, but as we drew it out, it just kind of like the bathroom wouldn't line up and then the kids bedroom and just all the things that we needed to kind of have. Um, so I just found that it was super beautiful in that because we could not visualize it until we saw it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that I think Angie are a little bit like that where I know it when I see it but I can't create it. So that's a gift that I think architects have that I just, I think is such a gift. And I, just, because I really don't have that. If I see something and I love it, I can be like, that's what I want, but I can't drum it up in my head. I just feel like I run into all these different like roadblocks where it's like, Oh, I want this, but if I have this, how, how does this fit in? And so it's managing all the pieces. And I think that working with an architect um, smoothed all of that out. So it was obviously more expensive, but worth our weight in gold as far as saving us the time and the headaches. So, yeah, I would highly recommend if anybody is building or anybody is designing something, um, an architect is the way to go. 100. percent I'm so happy you had a good experience. Like you're such a great spokesperson. Right there. I just want to take like everything that you said and be like, OK, but see, Ashley had a great experience and she recommends it because it's so true. Like architects, you know, especially from like my perspective is you know, you're, I'm designing a home, which is such an intimate space. It's a space where you eat, you sleep, you have sex, you have, you know, you have fights, you have, um, it's where you're really, it's like where you feel at home. And especially I think over the last few years, so many of us have had to be in our homes for so long that it's such a crucial thing to have someone who kind of respects your space designing it and understands and listens to you because I know some architects do have egos and they can kind of put their ego in front of the client's needs. So I'm really glad that you had a great experience. Yeah. Can you show her? I'm like, I want you to her to see it. Can you just like grab whatever you're filming on and go show Katarina? Just like, it's not the whole, not the whole house. Just like well, in the bunkie right now. Well, can't you just like, can't you pick up your thing and move it or no? Um, no, I'm hooked to the internet, my little cord, because in the book, okay. the only internet is a landline. Okay, um, you'll have to send it to her afterwards so she can just get like, 
don't know, just like that visual of it. Is this really, is really. And the, the amazing thing too that happened with working with an architect was we were really struggling with our island, like our kitchen mm-hmm. island. And we had it kind of on a diagonal and we were taught and didn't like it. Then we were doing like an L design. I was like, I don't like it. And the the architect that we worked with, um, he came back with, it was like a Sunday afternoon. He's like, I got to download. You got to check this out. And it was literally, that's what our island is right now. It's this like funky shape. It had to include like one of the big, we have big barn beams. It had to mm-hmm. like incorporate that in it kind of like a tree growing up through a deck, like it had to be in the, so it just all kind of, but he came up with that. And we were like, we were taping on the floor. We were moving boxes to try to like simulate. Like, And he was, we just kept going back and forth. And then finally he was like, I've got it. You've got to look at this. And it was, it was brilliant. So, but yes, I will show you some pictures of my home. It is, um, it captures us pretty perfectly. And I agree. Um, when it comes to your home, I believe that it needs to be your sanctuary, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the the whole point that when you come home, everything else that is heavy or big or too much is just like, but I am home. This is my like safe and sacred place. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's beautiful that you get to to make that for people. Yeah, like absolutely. honeybee. Yeah, like exactly. Honeybee. Yeah. Exactly. No. And that's where kind of um, my interest in Vastu Shastra came about is I also love yoga. I also am a certified yoga teacher. And I was actually at a talk that Sahara was giving back in 2019. And it was actually during kind of a challenging time in my life. I had taken six or seven, six exams, failed all of them and was like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not meant to be an architect. Like this isn't maybe my calling. And Sahara was giving a talk in LA and this was before she had her Dharma Coaching Institute. And it was just one of her like talks. I think it was like 20 bucks to go, not even. So I went up to LA and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just need some inspiration. And during her talk, she was talking about, you know, what are things that excite you? Like that interest you, that that kind of like light that fire in you. And I'm like, wow, architecture and yoga. And I'm like, how in the world am I going to combine the two? Because I'm like, am I going to be designing yoga studios? I'm like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. And how many yoga studios can I design? And through that journey, I discovered Vastu Shastra, which is like I mentioned, the Vedic science. And if you're familiar with feng shui, like the Chinese way of like interior design. So it's a little similar to that, but it comes from India and it's actually older. And there's a little bit more science to it. And it really has to do with the coordinates so north south east west like the cardinal directions and what you do is you'll take your floor plan of your house and you know you'll point north is north south east west and there you'll create four quadrants in your home so northeast southeast southwest northwest and each of those quadrants are governed by elements a planet and a deity so the northeast quadrant is governed by the water element And it also symbolizes like good fortune and abundance and prosperity in your life. Then you have like the Southwest quadrant of the home, which has to do with like fire. And um, I can't remember what planet is off the top of my head right now, but it has to do with like your career. And then you've got the Southwest, South, yeah, Southwest quadrant of the home. 
And that's like the earth element governs that. And then you have the northwest quadrant of the home, which is governed by the air element. And all of these quadrants of the home represent something in your life. And so that's where I finally realized, oh, my gosh, I love yoga. I love spirituality and balancing things because Vastu Shastra is like yoga for your home. You're balancing the energies of your home. And when you balance these areas. So let's say if you're in the northeast quadrant of the home and you have like your barbecue there, which we have at our house and there's just the only place we can put all of a sudden you have a fire element in a water element area so that could do something with your your finances you know the abundance prosperity that's coming into your home so to balance that area you can introduce a water element so my husband built a fountain he's a contractor so he loves to build stuff and, and everything so he built a fountain to help off balance that barbecue that fire element and then of course i invited some um like blue elements, blue colors. Um, I also drew like a blue element on our garden pots to kind of bring in that water element. And when I did, I started noticing we were getting abundance into our lives. And I think actually we both got a raise within like a month of that all occurring. This fascinates me. <laughs> like, I was like, that was a long winded explanation of it, but yeah. No, I'm like, tell me everything, bring me more. Thanks, Ray, very much interests me because energy in the home is something that I absolutely, truly feel. And mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited for this. As you're saying this, our house is um, set so that north is like where all our heads go. Um, so mm -hmm. I know exactly where like north and south and east and west is. So I'm just super excited as you're saying that I'm picturing all the things that we have in that spot. I'm like, oh, okay. So thank you. What yeah. about you, Ange? Do you know where North is on your, like, map? Like, where's mm -hmm. North where you are? Mm -hmm. That's a no. Do you? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just trying to figure it out. But you know what? If I grab my phone, I'm sure my phone will tell me. Oh, yeah. I use my compass on my phone all the time. Like I know. Yeah. And I meditate every morning and I know you should be facing east when you meditate because of the electromagnetic waves that are coming towards you when you're meditating. So it's like if you can imagine that you're sitting on a train right in the direction of travel and everything is going past you when you're sitting facing east, you're sitting on Earth and Earth is rotating and everything is going past you if you were to turn around and look west it's like if you were sitting in the opposite direction on a train where some of us do get motion sickness if we're sitting in the opposite way of you know things are going coming back behind us so you like you want to sit facing east when you meditate that's something else too cool. well that's I'm interesting so i'm facing sorry i'm facing north right now exactly where mm -hmm. i am which is kind of i'm kind of sitting on like an angle towards the corner and my head in my bed would be in between north and east is the way that it would be. So Does that make sense? Or no. No, your bed would be northwest. Is is so towards your backyard where you're sitting right now? That's north. Oh no, maybe. Oh, okay. No, no, never mind. Oh, so if you're looking at your end, yeah. so, so yeah, so then yeah. north is this way. Okay. So my head, my bed still would be right north. Right north is this way. My bed northeast. Left. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Like you also want to sit facing east if you're working on like creative tasks. That's really oh, okay. good way to face. And then sitting 
facing north when you're working on like finances or like your books or, you know, like anything to do with finances, a lot of that positive energy because you're facing that northern part of the home, that northeast quadrant. So you're tapping into that energy that's flowing in from into your home that way. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, those are great tips. I love it. Yeah. No, it's definitely like I've gotten into like even looking online when like houses are for sale and like seeing if they, you know, go with the Vastu Shastra principles or even when we're working in our office, like I know there's some clients that probably won't be very um, like into, you know, Vastu Shastra principles. They may be like, oh, this is too woo woo for me or something, but I'll still incorporate those principles as I design, even though they may not know that I'm incorporating it. They'll be like, oh, such a great space. They'll be like, oh, thank you. It was just a design. But I know that flow of energy because energy is so powerful. And like the energy, especially if it becomes stagnant and stuck in your home. So there's these ways through Vastu Shastra principles, you can, you know, add windows or remove windows and where you place certain rooms can have such an effect on the energy of your home. Okay. So I want you to go through the quadrants again. The east is water and abundance. Yes. yes. The um, southeast is like fire element. Fire so like element. It'd be good to have like your kitchen there. That's like where, you know, the range, it, where you're cooking, where you're making meals mm-hmm. that has to do with, oh no, southwest has to do with your health because that's where the southeast. kitchen should be. Yeah. Southeast. 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 Has to do with what? Sorry. Your health. Health. Okay. And then southwest is good for career. That's where like your career coming into your home, um, your Southwest. So like if you were having an office building, you'd want the boss's office to be in that Southwest quadrant of the office of the building. It's kind of like where the boss is. Like the master bedroom would be good to have in the Southwest quadrant of the home. Or is yours, yeah. (laughs) That's like a good place. Not in the fire element though. My kitchen is in the, is in the, water element water element that's okay I mean yeah if you just add like I like to sometimes you can play with colors I know that's like an easy way like where I live we're renting so I can't start you know changing a whole bunch of things so I like to add colors so like in the like in your kitchen it's in the northeast quadrant maybe adding like blue tea towels or if you have an appliance don't buy a red appliance buy a blue or green you know invite those like like ocean colors, you know, like a river or maybe putting a picture of a river or an ocean, something like that, that can help balance that space. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much you can do. It's so fun. I like to like nerd out on it. But um, so that's kind of how I combine my two two passions of yoga and, and architecture. And I, I think that. your kitchen lands in the, north, in the southeast, which is health, which makes a ton of sense. Are you talking about like, Are you talking about yeah. me? Yeah, your kitchen, which is right behind you, would be your um, your southeast corner or quadrant. Quadrant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, which yeah. is, I mean, mm-hmm. when you think about like food and working out and fitness mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. you did, um, health is a big focus in your life. So I think it's kind of cool that your kitchen lands in that spot. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. You, um... Have me thinking, you were talking about how you and your husband are worker bees. Do you, have you done your human design? Are you guys generators or no? We have, I can see if I can look up mine. I haven't done his. I keep forgetting to ask him what time he was born, but let me see if I can pull up mine. Um, That'd be awesome. I, 
I think I, I think I might be. Let me see here. Ashley is also a generator. Um, I'm a generator. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we work a lot. Like we are very, um, like wake up early in the morning, get going. Like our personalities, we have a lot of, like, I have a lot of pitta energy. Um, I don't know if you're, I'm sure your listeners are, are familiar with the doshas. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of pitta energy. Uh-huh. Do you have, um, is your root colored in, in your human design? Is it have color in the root, the bottom chakra? And do you have a one in your profile? Um, I have a one, three. Yeah, your one threes as well. That's so funny. I was like, I totally thought you had a one because you were like talking about nerding out on this and like geeking out on that. Like it's so one like to be like rabbit hole research. I need to know. So yeah. Oh, that's so funny. No, I've 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 looked at my human design chart. Like I've downloaded it, but I've never like actually sit and sit down to like look at it and understand it. So okay. Um, so you yeah, said is there color in the bottom though? It's brown. Yeah. So if there's any sort of, yeah, yeah. So if there's okay. color in the bottom, you kind of have this like natural engine to get going in the morning. If it's not, you don't naturally have that like engine to get going and like be productive. You can some days, depending on the pressure of your life. But mm-hmm. when it's open, um, yeah, when it's open in the bottom, you don't have that like natural pressure. So interesting. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. All right, Miss Katerina, tell mm-hmm. us, this is something that I've heard you say on your podcast, so I'm sure you're going to ask us this too, but <laughs> what are you most grateful for in this moment? Oh, and oh, you guys caught me. Um, Cause yes, I do ask, I do start my podcast with gratefulness because I feel like it starts the podcast off with like sense of positivity. And I know like in our day-to-day lives, like so many things can come up and our energy can get drained. So thinking of something that we're grateful for, but what I'm grateful for in this present moment is I actually just signed a contract and sent it to my first potential client with my own company. And actually nobody except my husband and my cousin know. So, and, and the client. Um, so this is a super exciting this, this past week because with the last full moon and all the energy that was happening. And I know Mercury in retrograde is occurring and it's been a little bit of a struggle for me to, I'm I'm very impatient. I don't know if that's on my chart as well, but I'm a very impatient person. And so I wanted to get my company going and going and I'm trying to have meetings. And finally this week, I submitted a contract for a potential new project. It was my very own. And I'm just so grateful for everything that the universe aligned for that moment to happen, because it was about a week ago, two weeks ago, I went on a hike with a friend and told her I was struggling to find work. And she says, well, I know someone, let me introduce you to them. They may have work for you. A couple of days later, had a phone call with them, which them led to telling me, yes, I do have some project. Let me refer you to the contractor. And through that contractor, I was able to meet this client And it's just like, I'm so grateful that I kind of just like trusted the process a little bit. I know I have a tendency to like force things and make things happen, but I've really tried to hone in on like just letting the universe, like it's going to happen when it happens. And this week it happened. And I'm so, so, so grateful for that. And regardless if I get the project or not, which I was thinking about actually this 
this morning, like, you know, I'm really proud of myself for putting together the contract for putting together the proposal, you know, really just like, this is my own thing. So that's definitely what I've been grateful for, what I'm grateful for in the present moment. Mm, I love that. Is your second um, chakra in your human design chart open or does it have color? So from the top two, if it's Um, open, that's often people struggle with patience. So you have color. Yes, you have have color. So it's the second one. I have color. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's the that. plate. Yeah. So if it, if it has color, then um, it's just pretty common that that's where the, the, the patients can come from in the chart. Um, interesting. Yeah, no, I. So interesting. I pulled you a card. So I wanted to just okay. read that because I was like, what does Katarina need to know? This is okay. a beautiful, um, it's called the mystical shaman deck. Ashley and I use this in our first um, breathwork ceremony that we held uh, recently here so it's a beautiful deck um has some cool messages all kind of connected with uh yeah kind of connected with nature and connected with the mystical world and so I was shuffling shuffling and then we got a popper and so the crow (laughs) popped out and it popped out upside down so when it pops out upside down with this particular deck it means that you are ready for some medicine so you are ready for some medicine from the card and so the crow number 13 uh, the crow is the keeper of universal law the law of truth the crow comes to teach us to walk our talk to find congruence between who we say we are and who we really know ourselves to be this winged one insists that we speak truth that we create truth instead of searching for it and that we bring truth to every situation that we find ourselves in the medicine The crow has come to tell you to be true to your word. It arrives just as we have convinced ourselves that what we are doing is right and justified. And while this may be the case in the realm of relative truth, in the higher realm of absolute truth, it is not. It is time for you to look deeply into your heart and remain alert, lest you convince yourself of something that isn't deeply true for you or perhaps is not the highest truth. Do not seduce yourself with illusions. What does that make you think, Katarina? Anything come to mind? It makes me think that I'm definitely trusting myself in, I think, like going back to what I was grateful for, submitting that contract to the client and knowing that at first I was like, should I bring my prices down? You know, like I want to get this job and like, nope, I'm going to stand to my truth, to my guns. And I know what I'm worth, which I also have heard from past um, architects is like, they'll go super low with their fees because they're like, oh, you know, I'm just starting out or something like that. But I'm like, no, I'm standing with my fees. I know my worth. I know my value. I'm the project is in a coastal town that has a very challenging submittal process. And I have been working in this town for over half a decade and I know the ins and outs. And so I know that value I bring in that truth. And so I think that really resonates with You know, I have another meeting coming up with another contractor for a project and just knowing that I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm saying is right. I think that holds a lot of power. So I like that card. That's beautiful. I love that. And I think that is there is an energetic exchange when it comes to knowing your worth. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the time and energy that you're putting in. That's an energetic exchange. And so if you're undervaluing what you're doing, the energy that comes out is resentment, Mm -hmm. right? And when you think about the energy that you're putting into designing a space and creating, you want to be creating from a place of 
feeling abundant, feeling like there's a fair exchange of energy there. So I think that's really powerful and beautiful that you know that. Um, that's something that Angela and I both, um, and just in in general, is is something that um, I, I know some people would be like, oh, like you're you're a little bit high on the price end, and I'm like, that's because <laughs> I know that what I'm doing is I can't go lower than that. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't, or you're not going to receive the service that, um, that is worth that money. Right. And mm -hmm. we value and we devalue things based on, um, that energetic exchange. No, absolutely. No, absolutely. And and it's like what you said. Yeah. It's, you're not going to get the same service. And by hiring me, you're getting like, there's a reason the price is what it is. And you have the experience, the training, whatever it is that you bring to the table and your unique self. That no one like that's a price tag that you can't that nobody else but you can put on on you and on your value. I have never heard it explained that way. Have you, Ange? Like, plus it's you, which is like your unique self, which I love because I think that is a huge piece of what each of us bring is like who we are and that nobody else has that. Yeah, no, I've heard it worded that way because it's like in the fitness industry, me and five people could literally deliver the exactly same product, the exactly same workout, the exactly same rep range, the exactly same like essentially training program. But the fact that it's delivered by me differentiates me above somebody else just based on it being me. And really, the product is exactly the same. It's just me being able to coach them, me being able to uh, guide them through the process and support them in the process, even though the end product is really the same. We both transformed your body. We both gave you the exactly same meal plan, the exactly same training program. The fact that it was me that delivered it differentiates in the industry. And so I do think the... Yeah, that translates into my brain where it's like, you know, how you have like good teachers... Yes. And then you had like probably great teachers and then you have like eh, really crappy teachers where it's like delivering the same material essentially and how different that is received and retained. So I love that. That makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Amazing. All right, Miss Angela, can you pull a card for our audience? I feel like I mm -hmm. this deck just like warms my soul. I do love the bitch slaps from the universe. I have a deck that's called that. And she's, she's a bit feisty. She's a little wild with her language, but this one just like warms up my heart. So for our audience, setting the intention, what does our audience need to know this week? From our Oracle deck? Got a popper. Another popper. Another popper. You just, you know, okay. 59 upper world. All right. Upper world. And upright. 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 Yeah. So they're getting an invitation. All right. Ooh. Angels, divine helpers, the ancient ones, and all varieties of luminous beings populate the upper world. It is the place where you go to retrieve your destiny and find out who you will become, discover your great potentials and your undreamt of possibilities. It is also the place where the spirits of the dead arrive when they complete their journey to the light. The invitation. The upper world is calling you to step into your fully realized self, clear distractions so that you can move into a higher destiny. Do not fall into the temptation to craft a slightly more improved version of yourself. What you perceive as a problem or an obstacle right now is in fact the irritation you need to take the great leap. 
Remember, you cannot cross the Grand Canyon in two small jumps. Mm. That's for you listeners. Yes. I think that's so powerful right now coming out of spring and into summer where we're like shedding that winter skin and that like and just stepping into like that summer energy, which is like so productive and so energizing. I think that's a great card. I really like it. I like the part too about the irritation. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing you think that's standing in your way is actually the thing that is spurring you on. Like it is moving you to what you're supposed to be doing, which I love. Mm-hmm. You guys at all work with like your cycles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that's what I was just thinking about. Like all the cycles too is like depending on where you where you know the listener may be in their cycle that may resonate with them as well. Yeah. We need into the Empowered Collective. We do. So we have an online sisterhood called the Empowered Collective. And so each month there is a theme and our theme now, was it March or was March? It was March was cyclical living. And so we went fully into, uh, into cycles. And um, even for those that are in the community who perhaps don't cycle again, we were educating Mm -hmm. them essentially with syncing up with the, with the moon. So I would Mm -hmm. say we're very much, uh, in support of cyclical living and I am ovulating right now, which is why I'm a horny little beaver. I mean, I'm kind of (laughs) always a horny little beaver, but I'm extra horny right now um, in ovulation. So that's kind of where I'm at in my cycle. Where are you guys at in your cycle? I am just coming up on winter. Like I should get my period probably in the next day or two. So I'm just in that like fall wrap up kind of like eating more, resting more, allowing Mm -hmm. kind of, finishing up projects kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Same, same. I should be getting it any day now. And I was hoping it would get closer to the new moon because I'm slowly making myself my way to the white moon phase. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been in transition and I'm getting closer to the new moon and, mm-hmm. and bleeding with the new moon. So we'll see sometime this because, week. So yeah. yeah. Is it because you want to step into more of that motherly, more of that? Yes. Yes, okay. for family planning. So that's definitely why I'm like, okay, like, perfect. Let's start moving that way. Oh, so, yes. Beautiful. Yes. That, yeah. like, yeah. sense of going inward versus energy moving outward. So. No, absolutely. And I don't know. And I know it's also family planning. And then I think it also goes to, like, my company and that creative flow that comes with it, too, of building something. So I'm kind of taking both those energies of building my firm, but then also ready to build a family. Totally. And that's, like... Building your own firm is matriarchal, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you'll be the matriarch. You'll be the yeah. queen. You'll be yeah. the boss. I know. I'm so excited. Like, I'm yeah, at the top. Like, I'm when I fill out paperwork. I'm like, I'm technically I'm CEO and I'm the principal and I'm the vice president and I'm the secretary. I mean, I'm everything. I was like hundred percent. Everything. I'm everything. So yeah. Um, but no, it is really empowering, especially coming from a male dominated industry um, that there's very few females in architecture. I think it's becoming more and more prevalent and actually through my podcast and through social media, I've been able to find more female architects and it's been so nice. Cause yes, in during university days, we were about 50, 50 for 50% male, 50% female, but definitely the female numbers dwindle, you know, as women leave college and they start having families and, you know, kind of pushed out of the workforce, which is a whole nother, uh, topic, but 
there's just less and less women as you grow, as you build up and continue to like step on the ladder in architecture. So I'm definitely trying to build a, a female community as well, because it's so powerful and it's such a creative industry as well, that it makes so much sense to have that feminine energy in the business. Totally. Well, and that was when Ange kind of, when you had connected with Ange through Rose Gold, <laughs> I was like, she's an architect in my brain. I have this idea of what an architect is, right. Where it's like a guy who's a little more rigid, lots of ego, just like, and now I meet you and I'm like, she is so soft and sweet and feminine. And like the way that you approach even um, architecture is so beautiful. And so I love that you're busting those glass ceilings and just creating a whole empowered sisterhood yeah no absolutely because i know like a lot of people when they think of architects usually in rom-coms like the male you know heartthrob is some architect and he's very mystique and he always has like some plans with him and you never know what he's doing and he's building something but he's never you never really see what he's building um so i kind of want to be the opposite of that and i know one other famous architect that's a character is ted mosby in how i met your mother (laughs) and which I think he's not portrayed very well because he doesn't go through his exams. I don't think he's actually considered to be a licensed architect. He's more of a project manager, but um, so there is that value of, of being an architect. And I think Ted Mosby, um, he doesn't set the bar very high for us. Doesn't capture it the way that maybe it's, yeah. No. no. <laughs> Amazing. No. Awesome. Awesome. Katarina, we do have one more question for you and then mm-hmm. we are so excited to come and join you on your podcast too. But yeah. the last question that we like to end our episodes with is how would you like to be remembered? I love this question. I was listening to one of your podcasts and I heard that question and I really wanted to sit and think about it. And I think the way I'd like to be remembered is someone who inspired someone And what I'm not to be like, oh, you know, I hope I inspire thousands of people or anything like that. It's not like an ego thing, but it's I was having a conversation with my cousin a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how as a child, when an adult says something to you, it can really make or break your heart in that moment. And I know when I was younger and I was, yeah, I think I was like 12. I remember telling someone I wanted to be an architect. And the woman laughed in my face and was like, well, you'll never, ever make any money. Like, that's a stupid career to have. And it's those little moments that kind of sit with you for the rest of your life. And so I my, you know, I want to be remembered as someone who encouraged someone to have their dreams be fulfilled or to really take that step to, you know, if they were scared to pursue something that hopefully if they had a conversation with me, I inspired them in a positive way and left them with a positive feeling of I believe in you rather than being that one person who was, you know, crushed their dreams in that moment, no matter if they're, you know, a five-year-old child or a, you know, 45-year-old adult who's changing and pivoting in their life. I want to be someone who's remembered as a support in their dream in their, while they were stepping, you know, going through the stepping stones of whatever dream they were fulfilling. So for all you listeners, that is Katarina telling you to do what you fucking want. Exactly. (laughs) She's in your corner, we're in your corner, and uh, you can do anything. Absolutely. No, no, the sky's the limit. And I think if you are pursuing something, especially if you are in, you know, an industry where you're kind of, you know, the lone lone man, you know, the minority, um, you know, I think... You never know who you're going to inspire along the way and in the future that 
you know, any dream is possible. So don't give up. Mm. Yeah. Very like Disney-like, but I, which I love Disney, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's just magical, whatever your dream that you're pursuing. And if you can keep pursuing it and don't let failure stop you too, which I do have a, an episode, especially coming through my architecture exams, you know, making failure your bitch. That's also something I would like to share with everybody is don't let failure also stop you, which I think is a huge thing. And just taking control of that as well as you pursue your dreams. Because you're going to fail. Everybody fails. Um, that's just the path that everybody takes. But you you do you and you're going to get there. Mm, I love that. I love that. What a beautiful way to end. Thank you for sharing your light, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your expertise. And we're just so glad that we were able to connect with you, you Californian. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I have loved this conversation. That's too. All right, guys, we will see you next week in the Transform Your Life podcast. See you later, beauties. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.